Well, hello, Dr. Kirk here, Pastor of Positive Mental Health. And we're just going to look at some things that are coming up again as we are post-pandemic. And one of the things that I wanted to just kind of look at is some of the, the challenges and some of the successes maybe that we have found in the post-pandemic. Uh, the first thing uh, that I want to encourage us is to know that there is hope, hope in Jesus Christ. Uh, but I also want us to know that we don't look to just a man as the pastor of the church or a woman, depending on what denomination you're in. We, we, we don't look to man for our answers. We look to God for our answers. But at the same time, we recognize that God uses mankind and, and others to speak his word to us and to care for his sheep. And so we just kind of want to look at some of the things that are still happening uh, post-pandemic. First of all, we don't want to talk about it too much, but I think we need to realize this was a shared reality that the globe, all of us encounter, which is something, you know, when we have um, trauma, typically it's it's isolated by region. Uh, there's a hurricane, there's a car crash, there's a tornado, there's an earthquake that's, you know, by region. But the pandemic actually was a global um, that extended beyond uh, region. And so we find ourselves here just really kind of looking at what does this look like for the pastors. Now, some of the challenge that many pastors had was the inability to make proper decisions, the divisiveness that the uh, different information caused uh, through um, all of our congregations. And so that can cause pastors to withdraw and so what we're seeing now is a lot of still isolation for pastors. And so I want to encourage you, if you're a pastor, fight that isolation. I know it's hard sometimes. There's seasons of life where you just don't want to deal with other people for a time. I get that. Um, I'm going through a season of that right now, and I have to fight that. Um, and so the reality is, is that we need other people. So don't isolate yourselves as much as you can. So find trusted friends that you actually find encouraging, that you can hang out with that don't have expectations. If you have a hobby, I encourage you to go do that. It's difficult right now in our part of this, the, the, the country because we're covered in snow and, and single-digit temperatures. Um, I miss the golf course. I, I know that that is, and I miss the sun. So I think that that is ways that we can realize what fuels us, what gives us energy. Uh, but also, if you're a church member, uh, look for ways to engage with your pastor. Look for ways to support your pastor for where they are at. What's their hobbies? What is their need? Be honest. What do you need right now? Um, do you need a, you know, a date with your spouse? Do you need uh, child care? Do you need an extra day off? Do you need a, a trip overnight somewhere? I mean, these are things that we need to really um, encourage to find out how can we care for the pastors. We, we're still recovering from uh, a very difficult season and, and we're still dealing with the fact that many people haven't returned to church. Some are returning to church. Some new people are coming to church with new challenges. Um, and so we realize that, that there is just a, a weight on the ministry that we are feeling. Another thing that pastors deal with, especially um, when decisions have to come up um, after this pandemic, is anxiety over and stress over the decision making. Um, <clears throat> we were fortunate at our church to have, a, a, for the most part, uh, a lot of agreement upon how to move forward. 
Um, but there was tension at times at board meetings. We saw tension between um, between church members because some uh, thought it one way and some thought another way, depending on where they were getting their, their news source from. There was fear. There was faith. There was anxiety. There was uh, some cavalierness, if that's a word. And so we really have to sit there and wonder, you know, what is what? how does that affect the way a pastor now thinks? And so when decisions come up, I, I want you to know that pastors uh, carry more stress and anxiety over decisions now than they did four years ago. And so what we need to do is, uh, as pastors, include others in your decision-making. Don't bear the brunt of your decision-making on your own. Be vulnerable. Be honest with with trusted people. Um, Your elders and most people desire that you succeed. They want you to be spiritually strong, mentally strong, emotionally strong, physically strong. They want you to be able to to run the race and that you can lead them into this battle that we call uh, the Christian life with our destiny is sure. And so then we also uh, realize that there is just this anxiety and stress that's there. So for a church member, how can we relieve that when there's a decision making? You know, hey, let me be part of the solution. Help me to relieve some of that anxiety. Can What can I do to help make the decision easier for you? And then I think we have found a bit of, dis- of depression. Um, and some of that comes from fatigue. We're just tired as pastors because the grind seems to be going on and on and there's still um, with more attention to the news and more people not returning to work and and this this weight of of impact that has happened with the uh, economy and whatnot. We feel that and we feel that from our church members. And so I want to encourage us that that it's one of those things that that we need to not carry that on our own. And so we need to look for ways to not be depressed. Um, That's easier said than done. But again, um, what kind of hobbies do you have? Do you ever spend downtime? Do you ever relax and just play games with people or have fun um, with a hobby or with your spouse? Do you just have a day where you just don't really think about the ministry? I know that's impossible for most pastors to not think about the ministry, Uh, but, but I encourage you to try to do that. And so as church members, again, that goes back to the isolation and the anxiety. How are you helping them with stress relief? Are you making sure that it's a joy for them to be in the ministry? Now, I'm not saying you can't share your problems with your pastor, but is every conversation about a, tr- a trial you're going through or your feelings of failures or inadequacies or, or conflicts that you're having, are you looking for ways that you could actually just build the pastor up and say, hey, how are you as a person? And we want you to not feel the anxiety and the stress. Um, And then what pours into that is fatigue. I mean, um, as pastors, we never find ourselves truly taking a day off. And during the pandemic, and even post-pandemic, during the pandemic is I can't make a decision. I can't make anybody happy. Uh, What's safe? What's not safe? What's the right rule to follow? After the pandemic is is how come there's so much apathy in the world? And how do I reach people who are no longer coming to church? How do I sustain the people that are coming to church? How do I get them excited for the future uh, of the church and whatnot? And so these things cause fatigue. Um, 
And as pastors, you, we need to learn to rest. We don't rest very well. And so I want to encourage pastors to, to really steward care. I did a podcast on steward care. How do you take care of that which God has entrusted to you? That is your body. I'm going through that right now. So I'm in this with you. I uh, need to be better at taking care of myself and, and whatnot. So I can take care of the, the flock and the, the church that God has entrusted to me. And so then what, for, what sometimes happens with pastors and all this is just a lack of enthusiasm. And some of that comes from we have expectations that maybe are incorrect, inappropriate, and we, we feel like we have this great sermon um, or sermon series or whatnot, and it doesn't seem to just come across that way. People seem to receive it uh, without great excitement, and it doesn't seem to change their outlook or what they do. Um, but at the same time, I want to encourage church members uh, to to really realize that, that what the pastor is doing is is leading with their heart. And so it's it's very rare that a pastor phones in a message. Um, if you're anything like me, and I think a lot of pastors are, you just don't like to repeat something that you've done previously. You you can build upon it. Maybe you don't want to just totally discard it if it's something like in a traditional church or a tradition or a high church liturgical. They do some th- same things, but you want it to be fresh so that the people hear. And sometimes when you don't see the people hear, you don't see them responding the way that you would like them to respond. You find a lack of enthusiasm. And again, this goes this contributes to burnout, as we see that that uh, you know lack of personal accomplishment is is huge in burnout. But we want to guard against that. And so as a pastor, you need to recognize it. Hey, I, I don't have a lot of enthusiasm for this right now. What do I need to do? Do I need to take a break? And even if it's for an afternoon, a couple hours, um, and do something that is not necessarily has to do with the ministry. Do I need to go find some friends and, and hang out, go go out to dinner, whatever it is, have a drink, whatever it works with you, with your friends? Um, do I need to just escape with my spouse for a while and just uh, rekindle that relationship and make sure that that relationship is intact? D- does it mean? And then as a church member, um, you know, be open to share what God is doing and, and how he's used the pastor to minister to you. I received a text late last night about a service and said, you know, thank you. This really encouraged me and set my mind straight for the season that we're entering into. We're entering into Lent. And so, you know, that's really encouraging and that gives me more enthusiasm to to do what God has called me to do. And so whether you're a church of 20 or a church of, of 50,000, well, there's not that many churches, like of 5,000 or 500, uh, church members don't assume that the pastor doesn't need your encouragement. Don't assume that, well, his salary package should be compensation enough. No, he doesn't do this for the salary. He does it because he wants to see people in heaven flourishing in their Christian walk and sharing the good news with other people as we are called to be ambassadors of Jesus Christ and to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in, in the name of the Father and Son and Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey all that Christ has commanded them and us. And so that's the desire. We want to see that happening. And so I just want to encourage um, all of us, not pastors and church members alike, that we need to recognize there are some real battles that we're in. We battle against isolation and anxiety and depression and stress. We battle against the lack of enthusiasm. We battle with fatigue. We battle with, with not being able to shut off all the things that are going on in this world. We battle with health issues. We battle with mental health issues. We battle with expectations that are not met. And so I just want to encourage all of us to pause, receive from the Holy Spirit how we can 
uh, not be isolated, how we can not have anxiety, how we can battle depression, how we can relieve some stress, how we can be enthusiastic for our ministry, and how we can be energized. And how can we do that together? How can church members partner with pastors and pastors partner with church members so that we would be a flourishing church? Recognizing that these things are crouching at the door. Isolation and depression is there. A burnout is, is wanting to come in. But we can use uh, a lot of these, these strategies of building one another up in love and actually caring for one another, being specific and intentional about a relationship with one another. And so I want to encourage pastors and parishioners, let's work together to build a flourishing church. If this podcast is a blessing to you, I ask you to like and subscribe. I, I would encourage you to share it with others, especially pastors and church members. I mean, together, it takes us together to work together to build one another up in love because each one of us is important. So let's build this church together. God bless.